This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grosser Show, we are back. That is right. It is the real thing, live and in living color. And guess what? A full three hours tonight. That's right, here on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We got Harvey, we got Joe, and we're taking a run up until 10 o'clock. Gordon and Larry will take you the rest of the evening at that point. Don't forget, you can get us on Twitter, at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. So, yes, we are back, cleared for contact, been activated off the injured list, passed all the medicals, we're good to go. Rough couple of days, but glad that we have turned the corner and we come out the other side here feeling better. So we'll try to get this uh, through this thing here together on this Wednesday night with a heck of a lot to talk about. It's weird. It, it, when, when you're not feeling well and you can't go to work and you can't do your job, it kind of reminds you how it used to be like when you were sick at school. Like you just feel like you're missing out on the whole entire world going on right before your very eyes that that's what it felt like you know it's not like I didn't want to do the show it's not like I didn't want to work there was a hell of a lot of things to talk about a lot of things you wanted to engage everybody in but you know sometimes the body just don't allow it man you know how it is and if you listen to the show on Saturday morning you know I was fighting it a little bit but I was you know still able to do it but then about Saturday night things started to go south and then Sunday and Monday forget about it not in good shape at all but like I said, we've come out the other side, hopefully better for it, and uh, we'll have some fun here tonight and the rest of the week. So because of the Los Angeles Lakers and their inability to hold on to a 15-point lead the other night, or really to win one game at all in the Western Conference Finals, tonight we get a full three hours. Otherwise, it would have been game five between the Nuggets and the Lakers, and we would have had a shorter show, but because the series ended in a sweep, and congratulations to Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets and company. Because that took place, we got our full three hours tonight, right up until 10 o'clock. At some point this evening, Yankees and the Orioles are going to play baseball at Yankee Stadium, but it is a car wash right now in the Bronx, so they're not going to be able to play as we speak. But, you know, the storm is going to pass. This isn't something that was unforeseen. They said rain was going to be in the forecast. So they're going to have to wait. The rain drops out a little bit. Second game of a three-game set with Nestor going up against Tyler Wells here. And look, the Yanks are rolling finally, right? I mean, they've gotten a nice little groove here. They've won 15 out of 20. They're 10 over 500. And lo and behold, they're just five games behind the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League East. You know, remember once upon a time when we were having fun at the Yankees' expense when they were sitting in last place in the AL East? Remember that? Like, that was actually a thing not too long ago. The last place Yankees. Well, again, that was a thing of the past because now they are moving up the division. They had that very impressive series last week in Toronto, and they just keep on basically destroying whatever comes in their way. And last night, come from behind fashion, judge on a tear, Big game-tying home run on a hanger from Miguel Batista, not Miguel Batista, Felix Batista in the ninth inning there that, you know, he hit basically out of the stadium, which is what you expect Judge to do, and Judge has become a constant. He has become the one constant in this lineup, and that's what you're paying him well over $300 million to do when he is the reigning MVP and a guy who, you know, at any given time can make a claim to be the best player in baseball. You know, those are the type of moments that you're paying this guy for. And it's a good thing that you have a judge on your team and somebody that's going to be able to pick up the slack for the rest of the ball club because there's still others that you can't really depend on and you don't really know what you're getting, i.e. 
you know, what happened with D.J. LeMahieu in the seventh inning of that game last night. Like, what the hell is he doing dropping down a bunt? It was just weird. And then he doubled down for crying out loud after he fouled the one off. He comes right back and he does it again. This is your cleanup hitter. And nobody wanted to cop to it after the game, whether he did it on his own, whether it was Boone calling it from the dugout. If you ask me, it came from the dugout. I don't think somebody like DJ LeMahieu is one of these guys that he really, I mean, this is a guy who's a batting champion for crying out loud. He's got a batting title in his trophy case. I don't think he's going to sit there and drop down a bunt to try to get a run home. I think he's accomplished enough in his big league career to where he thinks, you know what, I could put a good swing on the ball and get the runner home from 90 feet away. But nevertheless, uh, Judge bails them out. Ganks come back, extra innings win the game. Volpe the hero in extras, and they get themselves another victory here over the Baltimore Orioles. And we talked about the importance of these division games and how you just want to keep on stacking them up here. And in this case against Baltimore, it's a division team playing really good baseball. I think a team that's for real. Okay, if you go back and, you know, check the record, and I think it's we're right at that like 162 game mark from the time that Adley Rutschman was called up from the minor leagues last year for the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, the O's have one of the best records in all of baseball. And the young talent that they have in the pipeline is not going to dry up anytime soon. That's what happens when you're bad, as long as they've been bad. And you keep getting high draft choices, and you're going to have a lot of young talent on this team here. And eventually, there's going to come a point where Baltimore is actually, in the ownership is going to actually loosen those purse strings a little bit. And they're going to go out there, and they're actually going to spend some money and try to surround the young talent with some veteran pieces that are, you know, marquee and going to be able to deliver this team a championship. So these are big games. Anytime you play a team in your division, you want to showcase what you got. Yanks have done a good job here of late, certainly against Toronto, Tampa Bay, and now the Orioles, the next team in their path. They're two behind them, three in the loss column, with two more to play in this series. And once we get an update here as to when this one is going to get underway, we'll keep you posted and, and let you know what you have to know. And, and by the way, you know, it, it really shouldn't come as much of a surprise because... Look, this is the world that we live in right now, right? I mean, especially if you're a sports fan and you're trying to consume your favorite game, your favorite team, your favorite sport, you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper than what you once used to. I mean, that's no secret. With all these different sites and devices and platforms and streaming, I mean, it, it's, it's really taking the fan for granted and really exhausting, you know, whatever type of disposable income that they may or may not have at their disposal. But... I mean, the run that the Yankees are on this week is kind of like unprecedented, if you ask me. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. So, starting on Friday or whatever, the Yan- from, from Sunday, excuse me, from Sunday to Friday, Yankees have a five-game stretch where their games are going to be on four different platforms. You had the Peacock game on Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati. Then you had a game on Yes!, Tonight's game, whenever they get it underway, is going to be on Amazon Prime Video, which is what you have to, you know, subscribe for that as well. Then you get another Yes game in there. And then you have on Friday an Apple TV Plus game, which is no longer free and you have to sign up for, unlike the way it was last year. So think about that. Peacock you have to sign up for. If you're a Yes subscriber, you got your cable already here. Prime Video you have to be a member of. And... Apple TV Plus. That is unbelievable. And that's all I keep coming back to. It's taking the fan for granted. And it's no different than what we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show here with the latest from the NFL voting on flex scheduling for Thursday Night Football, which is now on a streaming service, of course, Amazon. I mean, when is enough enough? 
enough is enough when people are going to stop spending the money. You know, sometimes it could backfire on you. Like, for example, you know, we like to have fun at, with Major League Soccer because Harvey's such a, a big fan. You know, when MLS signed that exclusive deal with, with Apple TV, 10-year deal, they got a boatload of money from them, but the subscription rate has not exactly been as through the roof as maybe Apple and or MLS would have wanted when they agreed to such a blockbuster contract. And so Apple right now is in the middle of giving you 30 days for free for the entire MLS package to be able to drive subscriptions and to get people roped in to where, you know, they'll say, okay, I'll give you my money, I'll sign up, and and there you go. Harvey, what are they charging people to sign up for that thing on a monthly basis or whatever for the Apple stuff? For the MLS? Yeah. They are charging, I believe, $13 a month. $13 a month. And for the whole season, it's what? I just had, I think it was like around 80, I believe. I'll get I'll get to you in a second. So, I mean, so ballpark, that's like 80 bucks. 80 bucks and you get, you know, not just the games, but you get the extra programming and all these other things that are tailored to Major League Soccer. Look, if you're a diehard soccer fan, you're going to do it. But you really have to be the diehard soccer fan. 15 you know, a month. 15 a month. Okay, so $15 a month, you know, to some people, that hurts a little bit. It does. Some more than others. But $15 a month, some are going to have to ask the question, like, just how badly do I want to watch these games? You know, if I'm a casual fan, am I going to buy that? Like, perfect example. All right. I have DirecTV. I've had DirecTV for, geez, I don't know, probably like close to a decade. Right? Got all the bells and whistles, all the sports packages, the whole nine yards. And one of the driving features of that was, of course, the Sunday ticket. With the NFL, right? DirecTV used to be the exclusive home. Well, now, Sunday tickets going to YouTube TV starting in the fall for the upcoming season. I'm really going back and forth as to whether or not I am going to subscribe to the Sunday ticket on YouTube TV. Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, doing the Jet stuff. You know, my Sundays are kind of tied up. So I really can't spend a heck of a lot of time watching other NFL games because we're either at the stadium where you can only watch really one game you know, or we're in the studio when they're on the road, and look, we get all the games up there. So what good is it for me to be able to have the Sunday ticket? At least when it was on DirecTV, I had the luxury of the DVR, and if there were other games out of town that I really wanted to lock in and watch, I could DVR them, which I would do on occasion, you know, three or four of them a, a week while I'm away doing my stuff. But now that it's on YouTube, does it really benefit me in the same way? Am I really going to shell out all that money for something that – I'm not even going to be able to consume live, so what's the point of it? I'm already sitting there paying money for NFL Plus, which gives you the game rebroadcast anytime you want, which gives you the coach's tape anytime you want after the game. So it's like, what's the point of having the Sunday ticket stuff plus the NFL Plus package? But they just find ways to get you, to get you, to get you, until the fans as a whole and the people are just going to stand up and say enough is enough. And once they see those numbers coming down, well, then maybe there's going to be a change to things. But I just don't see that happening anytime soon, right? People are paying the money. And more importantly, the leagues are getting the money from all of these different outlets. And that's all they care about at the end of the day. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. So we got a lot on the docket tonight as we still continue to work the rust off here. 
after being under the weather for a couple of days. We'll have some fun. We'll get into plenty of the basketball. Hey, the Celtics, still live, right? Showing a little bit of life. That was nice to see. If the Lakers could actually, you know, take a page out of that, we'd have a shorter show tonight. But alas, no deal. Celtics, though, now they get this thing back to Boston. You can't win four unless you win one, right? So we'll see if maybe they get a little bit of extra mojo. See if they can make this thing even real interesting, get tomorrow night, and get it back down to Miami for a game number six. A lot of football stuff. We'll get to a little bit later on in the program. All these new rule changes with the NFL. Jets talking high hopes out at Florham Park. And you can see that the Aaron Rodgers effect is already starting to rub off on that program, as many have attested to already here. Plus all the basketball stuff. Mello says goodbye. Could LeBron be next? Oh, we got a lot of stuff that we have to get to. At 800-919-ESPN, 800-919-3776. We come back. Quick word on the Mets before they continue their series with the Cubbies out at Wrigley Field. Dan Gross' show. We are back. We are live and in living color till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Raining in the Bronx. You get a refund from Amazon if uh, that game isn't played? Does Amazon do that? Does it give you like, you know, two bucks off or something like that if you subscribe? How's that work? Jeff Bezos out there living the good life. Just got engaged. Hanging out on the yacht there with his uh, wife-to-be. That's your money, people. That's your money you're giving him to watch your Yankee games once a week. Paid for that engagement ring. You should get an invite to the wedding. Mets in Chicago to take on the Cubbies. Five-game win streak came to an end last night. All good things must come to an end. I got a question for you if you're a Met fan. Because we haven't really talked since the weekend. How convincing was that win streak? Huh? Did it make you all warm and fuzzy inside? I mean, they were all one-run wins. They were all really come-from-behind wins. You know, and not thoroughly dominant in any way, shape, or form. The, the, the problem with that, okay, a win is a win is a win. It doesn't go bad. A win in May counts just as much in, you know, September, October as a win late in the season does. They all count exactly the same. But, you know, playing baseball like that, that recipe, that formula for victory, is it sustainable? That's why I question, you know, how convincing it was to you. Because you can't expect to fall behind against every team in the league and then suddenly find your way out of it. Because it didn't happen last night, right? When Tyler McGill didn't have a good pitching matchup, really wasn't, or a pitching performance wasn't really helped out that much by his defense, and they couldn't come from behind. And by the way, hopes for this series were at like a bare minimum anyways. Like, was I surprised at what happened last night? Of course not. Am I going to be shocked tonight if they don't win? Absolutely not. Because the Mets, outside of the LCS in 2015 when they swept the Cubs, which, okay, if it had to happen once, better be it at that point and for that occasion. 
But when have the Mets ever played well at Wrigley Field? Seriously. It just seems like that place is a house of horrors for them. They generally reserve some of their worst baseball for whatever three or four game series they got to play in that building. And tonight it's Senga, who can't get me out on the road, by the way. He's got a, like a six and a half ERA on the road this year to where they have to manipulate the rotation to even give him an extra day rest so he could stay on schedule close to the way things were here for him back in Japan, which to me is a little troubling. Um, he's going up against Stroman tonight, who I can't stand, but you know that Stroman's going to find a way to shove it right to the Mets and to shut all the fans up and so he could have the last laugh and he could go on Twitter and he could tweet all these, you know, obnoxious, sarcastic things to the Met fans who, you know, he loved for the five minutes he was here, but then as soon as the Mets didn't want to pay him what he wanted, he badmouthed the organization, badmouthed the fans, badmouthed New York, blah, 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 and the guy's from here, which is so ironic about it, but neither here, neither here nor there. Um, but let you know what? Let's see Singer go out there and pitch a good game tonight. Because the last time he, he threw was against Tampa Bay. It was his best outing of the season with the 12 punch outs. You know, let's string back-to-back good starts together. You are allowed to do such a thing. And they need some other guys other than Pete Alonso to actually produce some runs here. Right? I mean, 18 home runs for crying out loud. I mean, that's it's insane. It's insane what this guy is doing right now. It's going to be a fight to the finish. Him and Aaron Judge. Who's going to hit the most home runs in uh, New York this summer? All right, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's go to the phones. Jason in Jersey City is going to start us off here on 9870 ESPN. Jay, how are you? Dan, what's happening? How you doing, man? Good, Jay. What's going on? Hey, so I want the most awful, atrocious thing in TV today, sports TV today, is they're still doing the flipping blackouts. The... All these giant TV contracts that all these companies have, and they give all these leagues, and they're still blacking out games. I work in hotels. It's a constant problem. Like, you know, people, I want to watch the Yankees. People want to watch the Yankees, and then he left us hanging. I think I know what Jason was trying to say, and I agree with him about the blackouts. If Jason calls back, you can put him back on, because I want to have him make his point, but... Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, that's not supposed to be happening. And all these sports where up and down that they're going to do away with the blackouts, that the blackouts are going to be a thing of the past. And blah, blah. I mean, some of you may not even be old enough to remember. Back in the day, before there was, you know, the internet and streaming and whatever, you had to just rely on television to watch games. Like, local NFL games were blacked out. Blacked out. Like, imagine not being able to watch Jets home games. Because they were blacked out. Back in like the 60s, that's how it was. Like, think about that for a second. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Like playoff games. You have to actually, like if you wanted to watch them live, you have to go like drive someplace out of market to be able to watch it live because it was going to be blacked out where you were. Unbelievable. You know, I mean, they're a franchise. I mean, I remember, what was it? The, the, the Chargers went through like, a crazy stretch. Like, in the, I think it was like the early 90s or something like that where games were like blacked out constantly or something like that in San Diego because the games weren't sold out. I mean, the New England Patriots, you know, they weren't always this storied franchise. Before Bill Parcells rolled into town and turned things around, I mean, they went through uh, periods there where their games were getting blacked out at home because n- games weren't sold out. I mean, that's just the way things were. But you never had to worry about that, at least in those days, you know, with the two teams here when they were both playing at Giant Stadium because the games were always going to be sold out. 
you know, tickets were hard to come by. There were waiting lists for season tickets, not like now, which is also another problem. You know, we talk about trying to find these games and how can I watch them? How can I stream them? What other subscription service am I going to have to pay for to be able to get this game? on? Yeah, you know why? Because people aren't going to games at the rate that they used to. They're not. You know, I know with the advances in technology and the stadiums are nicer and all the amenities and things you get at the stadiums, but guess what? Tickets are more readily available now than they used to be. You know, now if you really want to go to something, you could get there. It's not hard to get a ticket. Teams are struggling to sell tickets more often than not because fans instead are opting to watch things at home. And as you can see with some of the decisions and some of the decisions and some of the choices that these sports are making with some of these television and and, and television and broadcast contracts and these type of deals because they don't care about the people that are going to games. They just don't. They don't care about the fans. Flex scheduling, how is flex scheduling beneficial for fans? Explain that. Right? If you, you know, buy a ticket or if you plan a trip to go see, you know, whatever favorite team it is of yours out of town on a road trip, and the NFL schedule just came out a couple of weeks ago, and you see that on, you know, Thursday, December, whatever, you know, this team is playing in this city. All right, call up a couple of your buddies. Let's, let's book a trip. Let's book a hotel. Let's go see this team play on Thursday night, December, whatever. Well, now the NFL comes out and says, now we're going to change that. Because if one of these teams isn't good enough and it doesn't present maybe the sexiest matchup possible, we're going to take that game out of Thursday night and put a different game there. And to you who maybe booked the plane ticket, who booked the hotel reservation, tickets to the game, all those things, sorry if we change the, the date of the game by, let's say, four days. You're out of luck. You can't go to the game on Sunday. You can only go on Thursday. You're out of luck. Because we're really not doing this for the good of the fans. We're doing it for the fans that aren't going to the games, that are actually going to pay Amazon money to stream the game on TV or tablet or whatever at home. That's why they make these decisions. Simon of Long Island's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Simon, what's going on? Simon, you there? Going once. Simon's not there. Let's dump him. Moving on from him. How about Nelson in Long Island? Let's try Nelson. Nelson, are you there? How's it going? I'm, I'm definitely here, buddy. How's it going? Nelson, good. Now, you can, you, this, is, this is a lot of weight on your shoulders because you're trying to attempt to be the first caller of the show tonight to actually begin and end the conversation on the air. This is big. Let's, let's get it started. Let's That's do it, now. Come on. All right. One thing I want to actually, I want to compliment Aaron Boone. I mean, he's been taking a lot of shots back and forth, left and right, all over. Taking shots. The guy has come in since he's come in and managed the Yankees. He has a 600 winning percentage. Now, this is a man that unfortunately he's been he's made it work. Whatever he's had, he has had. He's made it work with what he had. There's been injuries. There's been you're talking about two thirds of, of your rotation. You're talking about your position players been, being being out. You got position players that aren't pretty much producing, putting up numbers that they should be putting up. But at the end of the day, I give him the utmost respect. Now. The person we got to look at, and, and I'm not trying to put all fault on him, but I like to, I look at it like Cashman lost his little, he lost his, his manure, he lost his, he lost his ego, he lost he lost that little cream that used to you know lure in the players from all over. We don't have that. People are coming in. We have the best player, the best hitter in Japan, Red Sox. The best pitcher, Mets. We have yeah, but been was able that? But, but Nelson, was that in. Cashman or was that the the the, the checkbook that was doing that? 
Some, you know what I like to say? It's not always about the checkbook, but it's how you sell in New York. It's how you sell because you're, you're going to make the money. It shouldn't be that hard no to sell, who. though. It shouldn't be that hard, but it's hard for him. But you know what it is, though? But it see, look, I, you know what it is now? I am not the biggest Cashman guy, to be honest with you. Okay, I think in a lot of ways that ship might have sailed. My own personal opinion. I've been saying this for years. I'm not just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> but I will say New York is not for everybody. And you can't kill the general manager if a player decides that he doesn't want to come play here. Luis Castillo wanted to play in New York. He couldn't see the deal. Well, that, that's an example where they didn't want to give Cincinnati the prospects, right? Like, they wanted Anthony Volpe, for example. He didn't want to trade Anthony Volpe for Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo's really okay. good. Luis Castillo just, the other night, I think he got his maybe 2,000 strikeout or something. I don't know, something, 1,000, whatever. Um, he's really good, but you got to make the decision. And the Yankees' decision was we'd rather have Anthony Volpe for the next 10 years than, let's say, Luis Castillo for the next five. But now i got a question for you. Had they brought in Castillo last year for the playoff, for the run we had, you put Cole, you put Castillo, you put Cortez. You tell me how, more or less, more or less likely, how would things play out? They still would have lost to the Astros. They still would have lost to the I don't Astros. think so. No, Nelson. Well, you need one game that you win. It changes things. It changes the dynamics. Mm. It changes everything. Nelson, they won the World Series. You know what I mean? It's not, like you, when it's not like we're talking about the second round here. Astros are good. Remember, Astros, Astros you know, went to the two of the three World Series. You know, they, they, they've been there. You know? Thanks for the phone call, Nell. I appreciate you. I don't think Luis Castillo would have made a difference. I mean, he got swept. He got swept. It's not like it was a seven-game series and, you know, you lost on a walk-off in game seven. You say, boy, if we had one more reliable starting pitcher, things would have went our way. He got swept. You know, it's kind of like saying in the in the series that just ended with the, the Lakers and the Nuggets. You know, would one guy would have made a complete and utter – if Kyrie Irving was playing for the Lakers, you mean to tell me they would have beaten the Nuggets in that series? He wanted to play for the Lakers. I mean, he was basically at every game sitting courtside. Sign me, sign me, sign me is basically what Kyrie was doing. You ever hear a tampering? It's usually the other way around where the team tries to make the pursuit of the player. That was Kyrie putting out all the overtures to try to get the Lakers to say, hey, get me, guys. Come get me. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. More of your calls. We'll also talk about what went on last night down in Miami and the Celtics. How much are you believing that they can actually make this Eastern Conference Finals interesting? We'll get into that. Dan Grasso Show. We roll till 10 on 98.7 ESPN. There you go. Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets. Step right up and don't beat the Mets. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. I think anytime you're in a do or die situation, it forces you to build an awareness and a perspective. And so it's always been there. And I think just the perspective of understanding just a week ago, we had it. And so it's just fragile during these times. And so we just had to remind each other of that. And I thought the guys were very, they were connected. That's Joe Mazzulla, coach of the Boston Celtics. His team, well, they live to see another day at least. Surprising to a lot, to be quite honest with you, as we welcome you back in. Grass's show here on 98.7 ESPN. You know, when you saw what happened to the Lakers the night before, in a similar situation that Miami was in, right? Or that Boston was in, excuse me. Lakers had a 15-point lead in that game. LeBron was a terror. You know, it was like a vintage LeBron game. He looked 28, not 38. 
and you thought that, all right, maybe the Nuggets are going to go away in the second half. They figure they got a 3-0 lead. They're going back home for game number five. They'll put this thing away then. They'll let the Lakers have their one so they don't get swept. And then what happened? Came back and won the game because they clearly were the better team in this series. So that's why the Celtics, and we had seen this from Boston. You know, Boston had leads in this series in the second half of these games, but it was Miami, the tougher team, that always found a way to make plays down the stretch, and they would win these games. So that's why I was shocked that Boston came out like they did to start the second half. They built up that big lead, and they just didn't relent. And they just kept applying the pressure. Miami, for one, couldn't throw the ball in the ocean from three-point range. I mean, they had shot the ball from three pretty damn good in this series. Last night, they were eight for 32. That's not going to get it done. And, you know, guys like Jason Tatum were a lot more aggressive doing his thing in the big spots. You know, Jalen Brown was better. I don't think it was like vintage Jalen Brown, but you had guys who made some big buckets in that game. I mean, Horford made a couple of big threes in that game last night. And so the Celtics, with some pride, you know, they find a way to get up off the mat here a little bit. Now they're going to take this thing back to their building tomorrow, which is going to be crazy, which is going to be hostile. And now ever so slightly, momentum is going to be on their side, at least going into that game for game five. Now they still got a lot of work to do. I'm not confident that I'm not saying I'm not even insinuating that they're going to come back and win the series. But I think there's a pretty good chance that they're going to get this thing back to Miami, maybe even for a game six, which would be on Saturday. You watch Barkley last night in the postgame, and he was basically sitting there guaranteeing it that they're going back to, to Miami for a game six. That this, there's, there's no way the Celtics are going to lose game number five on their home floor. So here was Jimmy Butler last night after the game. What does he make of this, and what's he going to do? How is he going to process them losing their first game in this series. Stay consistent. Do the same thing that I do, that we do after every game. We're going to listen to some music. You know, we're going to drink some beers back there. We're going to go have some wine. I don't think that you could just focus on basketball all the time. You have to be able to, you know, get away from the game a little bit. Think about it. But at the end of the day, you fall back on, you know, your habits. How consistent you're going to be. And myself and my teammates, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to smile. We're going to be in this thing together like we always are. We're going to go get one on the road. Beer and wine will make a lot of good things disappear, okay? That's, that, that's a proven fact. Responsibly, of course. Consume responsibly. You know what the Celtics need to do? You know, if they had a sense of humor and if they were, you know, superstitious in nature, what they should do is, did you see last night who was sitting courtside at that game? Jeter was at the game. A-Rod was at the game, right? Both, of course members of that 2004 New York Yankees team who very famously choked away a 3-0 series lead in the ALCS to the Boston Red Sox. Not that I have to remind you. I mean, everybody knows what happened. So here we again have ourselves a Boston team which find themselves down three games to nothing in a series And they got to find a way to see if they could crawl out of this thing. Well, they got the first one. Jeter and A-Rod in the house. If I'm the Celtics, I find a way to make sure I have a couple more members of that 4 Yankees team sitting courtside up in Boston tomorrow night. Maybe pick up the phone and call Sheffield. You know, see if he's got Thursday night off. If he's he's free to maybe swing by. Right? I I don't know where Matsui is these days, but I, I think he'd be a good one. How about, you know, Georgie Posada? Get him on the phone, maybe, you know, promise him a trip up. 
He could have nice courtside seats, bring his whole family, give him the, all the chowder he wants to eat. And then if they win tomorrow night, then it's a thing. Then you got to keep trotting them out. Then you got to keep this thing going. Then you got to make sure that, like, Kenny Lofton is down at game six in Miami, right? Just keep trotting all the old timers out. Mike Messina, where's Kevin Brown? You know, have Javier Vasquez there to basically, like, sing the national anthem if it ever gets to game seven. Javi Vasquez and Kevin Brown, they have to, like, sing a duet if it ever gets to game seven back in Boston. No ifs, ands, or buts. They, have, they could have Kevin Brown um, sing O Canada, even though neither team is from Canada, but just, you know, throw it out there, give him something to do. You're paying him. And then they could have Javi Vasquez sing the national anthem. That would really, like, complete the comeback, I think, and make this thing happen for the Boston Celtics. Jose's in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jose, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Mr. Grazo. Welcome back, and I'm glad to hear, see that you're, uh, hear that you're sounding a lot better. Jose, thank you. It is much appreciated. We're still not 100%, but like I said, we, we were cleared by the trainers, so we're going to go out there and play when our team needs us. All right, no worries. Always being a good team guy. That's hey, it. Um, I definitely wanted to talk. And by the way, um, to to the guy Joe and Harvey, they're 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 fantastic. Harvey, if you're ever at a Red Bull game and you want me to buy you one of those thirty dollar canned beers, I would definitely do that. That's um, what they are. The thirty bucks. Oh my God! Like they they charge thirty dollars for a refillable soda cup, and they think that just because you get free refills, it's okay to charge thirty dollars. Well, well, let let's let's be a little now, bit more. Wait specific a sec! Time now. out! Time time out! Thirty dollars. Uh, oh, Harvey, by the way, it, I did I I did get a red beanie beanie head that that Harvey didn't get. And, oh my! And, and Jose got the. Now you're really going to annoy him because you <laughs> got you doing, the beanie Jose? and he didn't. Explain to me the thirty dollar Harvey thing. No, please. I believe it's so. What it is? It's it's a season. It's a season uh, cup. So oh, be, it's a season cup. Okay, yeah, so, so it, you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell my brother because he was really upset. Here's about, the, wait a second. About that. A season. So wait a sec. A season cup. So that means they expect you to bring the same damn cup with you back to every game for the year to get free soda out of it? Let me explain because there's there's two different cups, and I think Jose knows about this. One is the $8 cup, which is an 8-ounce cup. It's refillable for the whole game. So they have that for the whole game. The other one, they do this every year. I I um, I had one way back. Uh It's a cup for the entire year. You could bring it with you, and it's free refills because they know about it. But that's disgusting. Okay. Wait, You're bringing wait. a used cup Wash back. I mean, this home. Is, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Somebody from the Red Bulls needs to get on the phone and explain this to me. You make all this money. You got all the Apple money subscription coming in. You can't give these people free, unused, germ-free cups when they buy a damn beverage at a game? It, really? It, it serves as a collectible. Oh, collector, my you-know-what. You know what else does? Virus. Hey, thank you, Mr. Garza. Thank you. Bacteria. <laughs> That's what. I don't want to leave the stadium with those things. You can take it home with you and clean it and then bring it back like it's nothing. <laughs> Both of you guys. I, I, I can't yeah. believe we're sitting here arguing about this. Why should I have to do extra work when I'm giving them my money already to come to their games? 
and it's not like these souvenir cups, like, 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 it's not like they're totally inexpensive where it's costing the Red Bulls $10 to make and, you know, giving it, us, giving it to yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's but, not like we're talking about, like, you know, right. fine china or something here. It, it's cheap plastic. You can't spring for a brand new one? Well, what's with the silence? Don't, don't all come at me for this. I've done nothing. No, Jose hung up. We lost Jose. Jose, thank you for the phone call. And by the way, Jose, thank you for alerting me and everybody else to this, this injustice of beverage consumption, which is happening at these Red Bulls games. And you never told me about this? Well, well th- th- this $30 charade thing and all the shots that we've taken at this operation, you didn't bring this one up? I, I can almost guarantee that they... The Jets and Giants have something similar to this. I, I beg to differ. They're worth billions of dollars. They're going to spring for brand new cups. It's a collector's item. You can bring it with you. You can have free you drinks. Have you have multiple to- collector's items. If you believe in your team, then there's going to be more than one guy that you want to collect with their picture on the cup. In 1992, when there was the Dream Team, the, uh, that summer... With McDonald's, they had 12 different freaking collectible cups with each member of the Dream Team. Even Christian Leitner had their own damn cup. And the goal was to go out there and collect all 12, not one, and then freaking wash it when you go home and bring back your Chris Mullen cup when you get your new extra supersized meal with the, the double quarter pounder with cheese. Come on, man. And the-, the reason I, and the reason I say Chris Mullen, okay, let me explain. Is because that summer, I don't remember how many times I had McDonald's. I must have got the Chris Mullen cup about like seven times. It just seemed like I got him and like more than everybody else. I don't know why. So, no, I didn't collect all 12. But I'm sure there's people that did. 800-919-3776. We'll keep this conversation going, of course, because this is what really matters, folks. That's what really matters. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. Oh, collector, my you-know-what. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Getting closer to the holiday weekend. I think the weather's supposed to cooperate for the most part. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to, um, I have reservations at this new restaurant. Harvey, did you hear about this? This new restaurant that Red Bull's opening up, as a matter of fact. And uh, what they do is they want you to actually bring the same plate that you ate with the previous time you went to the restaurant. Looking forward to trying it out. All the kids are into it. They say it's all the rage. Listen, I do my best to cause uh, some fun soccer conversation on a weekly yeah. basis. You know what? It is. It is. And this is the thanks I get from it's Jose, not the by the way. thanks you get. Don't you understand? We're trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I've got your back. I'm trying to support you here because I know how much you give to this team, which gives you in return nothing but misery, nothing but heartache, and now they're giving you unsanitary eating practices, which I'm just finding out about now. Look, how's it working out for me? I don't know. I I don't know anymore. (laughs) I don't know anymore. I thought I knew, but I guess I didn't. So we're going to have to revisit this, obviously, as we move forward through the season. Let's say hi to Adam in Plainview, who is up next year on 98.7. What's up, Adam? How are you? 
I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Um, you know, Dan, I've been thinking about something, and I want to just kind of bring it up in conversation. Yes. Um, let me just start off with, like, horse racing. When we talk about the greatest horse, the horses of all time, we talk about horses like Secretariat, who sire the next generation of great horses, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. They pass on the lineage. Now, when we look at, like, pro sports, we don't see it that much. We see it with LeBron James. He has his son coming up now into the league. You see it in baseball with Vladimir Guerrero. But outside of that, you take this pool of supremely talented individuals with great gene pools. And I just find it interesting and strange. And why is it that you don't see, like, like, like a Michael Jordan having a son coming up in the league or a Patrick Ewing having a son coming up in the league? There's so many guys out there, and they just they're not there, which well, they... leads me to say, uh, yeah. Well, Ken Griffey Jr. I think worked out pretty well. He did absolutely. Well, I and, think what um, it is, I, and he was better than his father. The, the problem is, is that it's it's tough to. First of all, the the, the pressure, the burden, has got to be enormous. You know, Michael Jordan had a son who I think played college ball. Patrick Ewing Jr. played college ball. But to be able to have that name and to live up to that name, it, it's almost a no-win situation because even if you achieve like like for example like you know they Patrick Ewing Jr. played at Georgetown right didn't he have a cup of coffee in the NBA too so like he beat the odds compared to millions of other kids that play that sport you know he became a professional at it and so on and so forth but there's only a select few that get to actually reach the status of the Jordans the Ewings or whoever's you know and become the all-time greats the hall of famers that's that's damn near impossible. I mean, it's the same thing happens in, like, music, for example. Like, how many, like, children of, like, you know, rock stars or singers ever have the same amount of success, let's say, as, as, as their parents did? And some of them, they, they, they change their names professionally because they don't want to be tied down with that comparison. Eddie Van Halen's son, right? Never going to be as good as Eddie Van Halen. Completely understand and agree. Um, I, so I, I just want to say that if LeBron James' son does go on to be as great as him, you could really say LeBron James might be overall the greatest player to ever play the game. Because not only did he do what he did, but he he sired the next generation of great player. And that's looking at it very holistically from that top level. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I do appreciate your points and your thoughts. Yeah, Adam, thanks for the phone call. I mean, that's a unique perspective. I didn't expect to get into procreation tonight on the show. That wasn't on my little outline sheet. Um, Hey, you never know what's going to come up when you you sign on to do one of these shows. That's what we're here for. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that LeBron James' son is not going to be as good as his father because that would mean he would be one of the best players of all time. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'll put it another way. There's a better chance of Harvey getting a brand new, unused, clean Red Bulls cup next time he goes to buy a soda at the game on, what, June 3rd? Is June 3rd the next game? That's the big one you're pushing? Unbelievable. Lonnie in Harlem, up next, here on 98.7. Lonnie, talk to me. How are you? Dan, how you doing? Shout out to the company. Harvey, Julio, what's up? Now, Harvey... (laughs) I, yo, I swear, Dan, you find new ways to crack me up. But Harvey doesn't help when he does stuff like what he just no. said and talking about the cup and all of that, and then Jose bringing it up. But like, this Harvey is the same guy who buys gifts for himself and and buys himself a cake and sings happy birthday to himself. So once again, he's uh, he's on the questionable list. Harvey, I love wait you. A but, uh, wait, 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 wait a second. Hold on. Wait 
a second. What, what is going on tonight? I don't know what's going on tonight. But you know what? The people are sm- – the, the radio gods are smiling down upon me tonight, apparently, because now this is not once but twice that I'm getting information about a guy that I thought I knew pretty well from callers. So do you want to explain this buying gifts for yourself, buying a cake for yourself? Now, what is this about? I, for my last birthday, I bought myself a Lawrence Taylor jersey. Some, There's nothing wrong with that. Some, you get a little extra money, you could buy yourself a gift. There's nothing wrong with that. Some devil's merch and a okay. cake because every birthday should have some cake on this. Well, why do you buy yourself the cake? You don't have anybody else that you that is near and dear to you that's going to buy you cake for you? I do, but nobody's willing. And if nobody's got me, then I... How come I, nobody buys you a cake? If nobody's got me, then I got me. Oh, my now, God. Now, I don't know where Lonnie's coming nah, from I with this singing stuff, but I did Lonnie, not sing anything to myself. Lonnie, let me, you know what this is right I, I, now? I, I, I might have added the singing on, but, I mean, come on, Harvey. Would you expect me to, to not sing Lonnie, you to yourself after you just said all of that? This is now I feel bad because this is a cry for help. That's what this is. <laughs> it's a cry for help. And now we're going to have to have like some sort of a like a communal party for your next birthday. <laughs> so you don't have to buy the cake for yourself. And Dan, Dan, I literally called the show after I heard that. And I told Harvey, we, I said, the company, we got you, baby. Like, don't ever have don't ever think you got to buy your own cake or, or what, like, maybe. You know, we, we could have chipped in on the jersey or something, too, but we could have definitely Harvey, you know what? Cake. Harvey, you know what? The company gives birthday. new and unused cups, too. How about that? We should listen. We, we'll we buy you a sleeve of cups. We ain't using the same <laughs> cup. But listen, I yo, I swear, uh, man, Dan, sometimes that's where you kill me, man. But listen, um, I called in because basically you were talking about having all the, uh, you know, that old 14 Yankee. Uh, players at the uh, Boston. Listen, first of all, for yeah. me, Boston and the Heat could fall off the side of a mountain. I hope neither one of them win the championship. I'm going for the Nuggets because that's technically the only team that I can cheer for. The Heat and the, the Celtics, I, I throw up in my mouth before I cheer for either one of them. But, like, it, it, it like you made my blood boil a little bit when you said that, though, because I'm like, why would you, like, why would they even want to be a part of that? Like because Jeter and A Rod, because Jeter and A Rod were at the game last night. They were sitting courtside yeah. in Miami. So I said, you have a Boston team down 0-3. Jeter and A Rod there. They're bringing back that Red Sox Yankee 0-4 vibe thing. I said, you got to get some more 0-4 Yankees at the next game for the Celtics. Right, and a Yankee fan like me does not want to hear that. We don't want to even not. drug up the memories of 0-4. So for and and then it would be worse, you know. Even like I said, either team as a as a New Yorker, you don't want to see either team prosper or do well. But to have that be the reason why, and you a Yankees fan, I just like oh. Then when you said that, I almost like I almost jumped through my windshield because I was like, what is this man saying tonight? But I'm just glad that you're back on the radio. Um, hope everything is all is well and all of that. And uh, you already know I done what I came and done. Then so love, baby. Appreciate you. Lonnie, be good. Thanks for the phone call. We're just having some fun. That's all we're doing. We're having some fun. By the way, uh, you're going to have some time to have fun for another 40 minutes if you're waiting for the Yankees to start. 840 is now what they're saying first pitch. There you go. A little rain. And that's barring no other delays, by the way, with the, the rain out there at Yankee Stadium. So we'll see what happens. But 840 right now is the earliest that game will start between the Yanks and the O's. Mets and Cubs underway scoreless at Wrigley Field. When we come back, more of your phone calls, and we're going to do some football. 
Just how good do the Jets think they're going to be this year with Aaron Rodgers? We'll talk about it. Grasso Show till 10, 98.7 ESPN.